1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of dead end sports the place where sports opinions collide want to thank you for tuning in as you do each and every week this is as i mentioned before the place where sports opinions collide i am the host 12 kyle and we want to thank you for tuning in as you do each and every week to this podcast if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find the podcast on just about any and every social network. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher Radio. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. So make sure that you subscribe, listen, and and do us a favor. Share. Pass the word. Let everybody know about the place where sports opinions collide right here on the dead in sports of course uh this is the best hours of your sports week so uh i will not keep running my mouth i will get the show started but before i do i have to introduce to you my co-host uh my boys my partners in crime first first up the bat is my man bz430 bz what up though
2: what up though i hope my mic sound nice man i Mike hope sound i sound good. nice man i hope <laughs> i do man because this is this is crazy if you're listening welcome you know no it's, it's us
1: no doubt no doubt and my man ken ken what's
3: going on player uh nothing much man shout out to everybody that uh listened to the last episode thank you uh please sh- share 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 um we're in a new format and um we're going to get it popping man so yeah thanks to everybody that listened to uh to us last time so subscribe 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 so you don't miss a show
1: Yes, and I forgot to mention, we're also on YouTube as well. Uh, You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash deadendsports. Pretty simple, so we're all over. We're on Facebook, Twitter, the whole nine. You have no reason not to subscribe to the hottest podcast out there. Um, On this particular podcast, man, we're going to be talking about the NFL, the playoffs. Uh, We're headed into the championship round, the final four. We're going to talk about. Uh, The divisional round that just happened. And we're going to get a little NBA talk as well, man. So let's start right there, man. Um, The divisional round, man. We had uh, right here, as many of you know, or some of you may not know, we broadcast from where we live, which is Atlanta, Georgia. Um, The Atlanta Falcons hosted the Seattle Seahawks and beat them down. (laughs) Beat them down in the Georgia (laughs) Dome. Uh, B, man, what was your thoughts about that game, man?
2: What did I tell y'all, man? I told y'all that. Atlanta wanted this game. When when Seattle was coming up there in the dome, man, them, even off the kickoff, you already knew that Atlanta was they was they was ready. They was ready, and they was not backing down from from the from the from the uh, legion the legion of boom. They was not backing down from them boys, even though a couple of those guys hurt. But mm-hmm. you can, like I told y'all, Atlanta really won this game, and they played like they wanted it. Matt Ryan, he, he's definitely definitely playing like he's making that case for he should be hands down an MVP you know, of the league this season. Um, yeah, I, I thought even their defense played better than advertised. I, I was really I was really surprised how well the, them boys was out there hitting. I mean, they was out there hitting, and they can score pretty much. If they can score on Seattle, who, you know, who I still think, even though with some people injured, their defense is better than Green Bay and or Dallas, <laughs> you know, if they would have had to play either one of them, and they still scoring a ball at will like this, man – and Atlanta, 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 looking pretty promising, man. They, they, they looking promising going into this NFC Championship game. So it's definitely going to be interesting. But yeah, um, they came out and played like like they wanted it. I, I, you know, good, good for them. You know, at the home, they got a home, day, home game this upcoming Sunday is the the actual last game at the Georgia Dome. So I think that should be pretty cool if they can, you know, finish that out with a win with a trip to Super Bowl. But we shall see. They got to go up against that man Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, I thought Atlanta did a great job, man. Great showing. Um, that's what happens when you want it, man. When you smell that victory just from the kickoff,
1: no doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? What What was your take from the uh, the beatdown that uh, Atlanta handed Seattle?
3: I have a sneaky suspicion the Falcons are going to go to the Super Bowl. I know we're going to we're going to uh, pick our winners of the next round uh, later, but I just wanted to kind. I don't know that kind of hit me last week. For me, the takeaway I got from that game is is, is that the Falcons are not. Happy to be there. They went in that game with the purpose and, and it could be what you said, Be you, you know, it could be that they wanted that rematch, but I, I'm going to take it a step further, man. I think they felt like they belong. I think they felt like they were the better team and I think they went out to prove it. And I, I and I like that when Seattle tried to get chippy with them, they pushed right back and you could almost feel the impact that Quinn has on this team you can feel that he's bringing some of that moxie that Seattle had from the time that he was there to the Falcons team because they were not afraid at all they were all business and we didn't see Matt Ryan cheer until the game was damn near over Mm -hmm. you know I understand that Seattle they were missing some people and Pete Carroll came out today and said Richard Sherman was, was playing uh, with the, with the MCL and, you know, it was this, that, and the other, but very impressed by the Falcons. They, they showed up and showed out and they handled their business.
1: Yeah. I, man, I, I, I concur with what you said, Ken. I think uh, what, one of the things that stood out to me in this game really started before the game, it was just the air of confidence. Um, I, I actually went to the game, uh, shout out to my home girl who came through with some beautiful tickets Uh, I took my son Cameron and my son Dion to the game. And, um, you know, we were on a lower level, really great seats. And even before you got in the stadium, yeah, I mean, it was dope, man. Even before you got in the stadium, like there was a level of, I mean, first and foremost, the weather was nice. So people out tailgating, getting drunk real early. And so, but it was an air of confidence in the building. And when I tell you, man, I've been in the Georgia Dome a lot in in my lifetime, and I've never heard it that loud. And I mean, like where we were sitting, at least from what I could tell, the the bottom level as well as the mezzanine level of Georgia Dome, everybody stood up the entire game. Like nobody never sat down. I mean, and I've never I've never been a, in a, a, at a Falcons game, even when Vic was playing, where the fans stood up the entire game. I mean, like it was loud, it was boisterous. There was one particular time where. It was so loud, you could feel the stadium moving. Like, I, I've never felt that in the Georgia Dome before. But as far as their play, man, I, I thought that they had a level of confidence. And, Ken, you make a great point. I think it comes from uh, Coach Dan Quinn, and it trickles down. And I watched Matt Ryan in, in warm-ups. Uh, he was throwing the ball over the place. And I think they, you know, for the, for the better part of the last three or four years, man, Seattle has been the bully on the block. And this is a team that, you know, felt like, you know, and they won't come out and say it, and they didn't come out and say it. They lost, the Falcons lost to the Seahawks in Seattle on, you know, in part by controversial uh, non-pass interference call on Richard Sherman on um, Julio Jones. And they felt like they, you know, that they stole one from them, and they felt like that was a game that they should have won. So they came into this game with a lot of confidence, man, and you could see that confidence exude throughout the stadium. And, you know, as a fan – it never felt even. And Ken, you, you mentioned the first. Like I've seen all the Falcons games, so I've seen <laughs> I've seen the, the defense give up opening drives like that all year. So it's like okay, okay. At some point, we're going to stop them. But um, but they they did, and they finally got their feet up under him and, and they you know they hit and harassed Russell Wilson. Uh, the Falcons defense played very very well. Um, but I think probably the key in the game for me was. Um, Seattle had like a sixty yard punt that was downed at the one yard line. Uh Matt Ryan came to the came to the um, came to the ball, Falcons got the ball, they got the they got the ball on the one yard line and they drove the ball down the field, down Seattle's throat, mixing the run in the past ninety nine yards. That that to me was the back break. I leaned over and told my co- my son Cameron, I said, if the Falcons score on this drive, this game is over. He was like, Well dad, how is how can you say that it's still early in the game? I said, because Drives like this are backbreakers because defensively you can't get off the field. You can't make the right plays because you don't play calls because you don't know if they're going run or pass. And I think Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, the offense coordinator did a great job as far as mixing that up. Matt Ryan played at an MVP level as B mentioned and the Falcons move on. And I think, uh, like I said, I think the, there was an air of confidence in the city from the fans, but I think there was a huge air of confidence in, in, in this team. As they felt like, okay, like, and we mentioned this on last week's podcast, like, you know, the Falcons and, and B made a great point last week. He said that, you know, the Falcons wanted the Seahawks. And I really feel like that, that they wanted the Seahawks. So it was like, okay, we got them, you know, um, and, and we'll see how it plays out. And we'll talk about our predictions for this coming week, uh, against Green Bay. But yeah, the Falcons win at home, uh, going away against, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Now also in the, uh, over in the AFC, the second game, which was played on this past Saturday, uh, was uh, the New England Patriots going up against the Houston Texans. The Patriots won 34-16. Uh, to 16. Ken, what did you take away from that
3: game? You know what I took away from that game, man? Mm. I, I took away this. If the Texans had a competent quarterback, mm. they could have won that game. Mm. The number one defense in the NFL – they were folding Brady up and there were so many points left on the field because Brock Osweiler couldn't get the ball in the end zone and they had to set up for field goals. Clowny, Clowney is the truth mm-hmm. and Clowny is going to be a problem mm-hmm. um, because there was one play, one play. And I, I, I man, if I can find the video, I'll tweet it out under dead End sports. But there's one play, it's still in my mind, man, clear as day, where uh, the ball was hiked and all you saw was a Patriot offensive lineman falling back. Not falling back. It looked like he was shot the way Clowney pushed him back and burst through that line. Like, it was like as soon as he hiked the ball, all you saw was an offensive lineman just stumbling back and falling down. And that's the, you know, here come, here come Clowney. Like he just bulldozed that guy, and 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 that play was all I. I mean, he's made more plays, mm-hmm. but that play right there stood out. The way he just pushed that guy over and just came through, and nobody they couldn't do anything with him. And he did that a couple of times. There was another uh, play came where I think he sacked him, where he was lined up as almost like a linebacker, and the ball was hyped, and he just tossed got tossed him to the side um, like he was nothing. Next thing you know, he was he was by the defender, and Brady was on the ground uh b you remember when, when you play in Madden and you line up on the defensive line yeah, and it was yeah. Certain, that's how he did it man a yep. certain way he could come off that line yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's exactly how he looked he came off that line so fast so uh the future is bright for Houston, but they really really gotta really really gotta get their um their quarterback situation uh solved um but as usual the the Patriots hung in there man and they made the plays they needed to play they needed to make. And they
2: won that game. Um, I think you know if you were a Texans fan, I think you should feel good going into this next season. You know, now that Clowney is looking like the prospect that we all know that he can look like, if you add J.J. Watt on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, then that, that, man, like they could have definitely gave him some problems if J.J. Watt was on the other side of him. Um, but yeah, man, I, you know, Bill Belichick, I, I, I we I repredicted it. I, I knew the Patriots going to win this game. Um, you know. Texans was putting up a fight though in that first half I was like because you know at first you were like wait a minute, right. don't, they don't <laughs> like this invincible team so you know it's it's, it's, it's amazing how what a good defense can do can kind of you know uh, kind of get you out of your zone for a little bit but you know second half they made you know I, I was i always be looking for how teams will come out that second half because mm-hmm. that's where coaches this is where coaches make their money at man you know you got you got to make adjustments you got it you got to you know, set set different lineups, kinda of switch things up a little bit, whatever it wasn't working for you, you know, stay with it. You know, I mean, you know, change it up or whatever. So, you know, that I'll be I'll be looking at how these teams come out this second half and Patriots, like the veteran coaching staff and team that they are, they came out that second half and, and they felt more comfortable and, you know, they took care of business. They they took care of business like we knew they was gonna take care of business. So I really do think though that um that game really showed me that they miss Grunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting going, going and playing in this AFC championship game. You know, is that going to still be a huge factor? Because, yeah, they missing Grunt, man. You When you're missing a play, playmaker like him, you miss him. I don't care what Bill Belichick, how good the coaching staff is. A player of that caliber goes down at any position, you're going to miss him. You know right. what I'm saying? You, you cannot fill that void in that easy. You don't have two Grunks on that squad. You know what I'm saying? So. It's going to be interesting to see how that go forward. But, yeah, I, you know, second half, Patriots, just, they just made the adjustments, would play smarter football, and Brock just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> he did. You know, which I don't know. People knew that he sucked. Like, he's bad. So, I I saw that coming. But, yeah, man, Patriots made the adjustments in second half, and, and they took care of business.
1: Yeah, I think you make a great point, B, because the, uh, you know, at one point during the first half, you know, you kind of look up, and you're like, wait a minute the Texans are still in this game. Like what the hell is going on? You know, like, so you, you I, th- I think we all kind of did that. And if they got a little bit better play from block Brock Osweiler, Osweiler, you know, who knows what could have happened in the second half. Uh, Deion Lewis was a monster for the, uh, the Patriots. He scored uh, w- via return. He had a catching, he caught a touchdown pass. He rushed for a touchdown, um, you know, and, and the Patriots did what they normally do. I really don't have much, you know, takeaway from that game. I think, I agree with Ken Clowney is, is he's next level, man. And I was one of the, and I'll be the first to admit on this podcast that I was one of the first people to say that I thought Clowney could possibly be a bust because I didn't think that he was shaping up into the person and the player that he could have been, you know, up until this point, but he was playing out of position at times. Um, and, and he was hurt. Yeah. Now that, that, that too. I mean, he was banged up and I mean, this team got, This far without J.J. Watt, you know, arguably the best defensive player in the league. And so you add him back to the mix and it comes, you know, whatever, whatever the Texans will be in 2017. It's they can't be what it what they are without better quarterback play. And, and, you know, they gave Brock Osweiler seventy two million dollars. I mean, for that type of performance, you can't play that bad. I mean, and I don't know how much better he's going to be. He's going to have to be better for them to take, because other than that, you know they have a very great defense. They they've got weapons on offense. Good running backs. A dope receiver. A top five wide receiver. Uh, so you know the the missing piece is quarterback. And so you know even as we look at the you know re, the remaining four teams left in the uh, in the NFL in the playoffs. Uh, the one thing that they have, they all have in common is is great quarterback play, and that's what it's going to take for you to win this week. That's what it's going to take for you to win a Super Bowl. You have, to, and I'm not saying your quarterback got it, has to go out and throw for 500 yards, but you have to have consistent and great quarterback play in the playoffs. And you know, uh, he just didn't get it done. Um, So we'll see what happens. But going forward, yeah, it was no doubt in my mind that the Patriots would win. uh, But I was, you know, very impressed with what the Texans did defensively, uh, particularly in the first half. Um, And, you know, maybe they gave Pittsburgh a couple of things that they could use, you know, this weekend. Um moving forward, before we move forward, this is Dead in Sports. I am your host, 12Kyle. Uh, thank you for listening. Joining me on the podcast is my boy, BZ430, and my man, Ken. And shortly, our other partner in crime, my man, FIFO, will be joining us as well. We want to thank you, thank you for listening to our podcast as you do each and every week. Uh, now, there were a couple of games on Sunday, uh, the Sunday night game, which was actually supposed to be at 1 o'clock but was moved back uh, to uh, 830 because of ice storm that hit Kansas city was the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, visiting the Kansas city chiefs, Pittsburgh won 18 to 16 Pittsburgh kicked six field goals. So you win a playoff game without even scoring a touchdown. I don't think that offense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life.
2: Yeah. It's amazing that with that, you know, with having two of arguably the best players of the position, the Steelers did not score not one touchdown. Um so yeah, that 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 was interesting at one point. Uh the other another point is I'm I'm glad the uh I'm glad the cheerleader got the win. You know, I was I was rooting for the cheerleader, you know, as Terry Brash <laughs> would like to call him. But I'm gonna call him Coach Tomlin because that's what he is, a coach, the NFL coach, head coach. So um, yeah, I, I was rooting for, you know, of course I always root for Coach Tomlin, man. I mean, even though, you know, sometimes it's good to kind of see some different blood kind of advance and go further in the playoffs and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs you don't ever you don't see them, out, you know, making it get to the NFC Championship game or AFC Championship game that much like that. So, you know, it would have been cool to see some new blood. Travis Kelsey, he's he's done right by me in fantasy football for the last like 2 or 3 years. So, I've all, you know, root for him just for fantasy football reasons. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um he was so, mad though. Yeah, oh yeah, he was he was he was mad. And see, it's it's amazing with this game. It's always with this particular game, to me, it's always a thin line of you know, well, you gotta let them play, you know, you know, we know how sometimes when games happen and when you know it might end in, in in a penalty or it might end because the team or in basketball it might end because a foul was called and you know a guy shoot the, the game winning free throws and it's like you know then people sit up here and be like, well, you can't get you can't let the game end like that, you gotta you gotta you gotta you know let the players play, but you know sometimes if if stuff happens and it's blatant, you have to make the call. Because if you don't make the call, then it's going to look like it's some shady stuff going on. So, you know, I think it's always like that thin line between, oh, man, you got to let him play, you got to let him play. Or, yup, you got to blow the whistle if it's a, a blatant holding call or if it's a blatant pass interference. You you got to try but to call it. You have to be fair. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I think it's always be, you know, <laughs> seeing Travis Kelsey going off on that referee sometimes, <laughs> I mean, you know, not sometimes, but seeing them going off on that referee, sometimes you just got to think, like, man, is is it is it a thin line between, quote-unquote, <laughs> letting the players play or, you know, blowing their But you, know, you but know what, you know what
3: B? Here's, you know, I was going to say this for when I went, but, not, I mean, let's. I I, just, I think now that you're talking about it, I was thinking about this earlier, and if they don't call it, then the Steelers will be complaining that they missed the holding right. call. Right, it's, it's right. It's a no-win situation. Right. I think refs did the best thing by calling it as it is. It's indisputable, yeah. as you pointed out. Yeah. So they right. have to with the results.
2: Yeah. So you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta kind of. Get get the good with the bad. 'Cause you <laughs> right. you you're absolutely right, Ken. If he wouldn't have that, then it the still would've been there'd have been a uh, Talman or somebody or Antonio Brown or somebody uh, it would have been a soundbite from their press conference. Right. Oh, to gonna be somebody from, mad understand. regardless. So yeah, and speaking of uh Antonio Brown, like <laughs> like can these guys just I think now we should now we should have it to where like, dude, don't even bring your phone in the locker room. Like Leave your phone at home in the car or on the bus if whatever you're traveling. Leave all that stuff there because why would you even Facebook Live? The last thing, me personally, if we want a big game, the last thing I'm thinking about is grabbing my phone and <laughs> and recording, you know, recording y'all or recording us celebrating. The last, the last thing I'm thinking about because guess what? I'm enjoying the moment. I'm enjoying whatever song we playing. We getting hype off of. We playing that at the at the after the game in the locker room. Like, I'm not thinking about putting on my phone. Leave the social media crap alone, players. Please. Like it should playoff time come. Do it like <laughs> what, what, what Brian does. Just yeah. lock out from right. social media and everything. He locks out from TV, social media, all that stuff. He 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 is locked in the playoffs, man.
3: And the thing about it B is is Antonio Brown just he just did his, he just had his Odell moment. Yep. That's really what it That's was. What it was. <laughs> yep. It's an unnecessary distraction. Unnecessary. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm watching that and I'm, I'm, I'm pissed because I'm like, dude, like, what are, I think Tomlin put it best the way he went off today. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yes. This, Idiotic! You're not. Yeah, you just won a big game, but how about you? Uh, how about you lock in to what the coach is saying, and and focus on the task at hand because going up to Fosboro
2: is is no joke. No, it's not. And and granted, you know, people making it. Well, media was kind of making a big deal of what Tomlin said. Man, trust me, I'm pretty sure if you had camera phones back in the '70s and '80s and what some of these coaches and players were saying. About their up and coming opponents, I'm pretty sure they said some way worse things than what Tomlin oh, what was Facebook We, Live. we, you know we all I'm
1: played sports and we've all oh, been in yeah. locker rooms. I mean, you know what yeah, you, you say. What you say about the opposing coach or the opposing team uh, in That's the
2: media, and what you say in your locker room are two different things. two different things, man. Like, please, I mean, stuff we used to say when I played, you know, high school in AAU ball, like. The stuff we used to say when we played like certain teams or whatever, like what? Are you kidding me? So I can't imagine if you would have had cameras back in the eighties and seventies, and nineties, like what them, what what they were saying about those upcoming Dallas Cowboys in the nineties, you know, when you about to play them, what Deion Sanders was saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, like are you kidding me? So I don't even know why they made that a big deal. Like that was to me, that was PG thirteen. Like what he was saying, like that was light work. You know what I'm saying? So, it's amazing how we just in this sensitive social media society. Like, oh, you heard what Tomlin said about what Bill, about Bill Belichick and the Patriots? I'm like, uh, what team? That's probably some teams that said worse things about the Patriots. <laughs> like, Come on, man! But overall, I'm glad. I'm glad Coach Tomlin and, and, and folks got to win. You know, so hey, I said it when the playoffs start. I said, man, I kind of hope Steelers end up facing the Patriots and beat them. That would be like that would be so sweet. Just thinking about. All the comments that Terry Bradshaw said about Tomlin, mm-hmm. and for him to take out, you know, the 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 number one seed in the AFC, that would be that would be so dope. That would be dope. I I hope
3: that that game was a fluke. Um, Big Ben made two terrible calls when they had like two yards to go, and he he called a pass play. When they should have just handed it off to uh, to Le'Veon Bell, uh, and neither one of them worked. One ended up in an interception. I mean, the the guy is the best running back in the NFL. Just hand him the ball, and if you have to throw it on third down, throw it on third down. Mm-hmm. Let that man work, and he put them in a situation they shouldn't have ever been in, and they were in position to lose that game if if. Ben didn't make that throw to Antonio Brown. And so I'm sitting here watching this game and I'm like, man, I hope, I hope the Steelers don't go out like this because Allison Smith got going and they got desperate and, and they started making plays down the field. Now, Kelsey, um, I, I, I think I need Kelsey to, to think about that big pass. He dropped, um, mm-hmm. uh, Think about that 15-yard penalty he got mm-hmm. um, before he thinks about jumping on the referees, saying that he, can't, he shouldn't even wear uh,
1: – he shouldn't <laughs> be
3: able to <laughs> He cost the Chiefs more than the ref did because the holding was legit. It, it was also a little bit painful to watch Andy Reid lose another one. I heard he was one of eight in his last eight Damn. playoff appearances. Damn, that bad? I mean, nobody calling for the brother to get fired, on it. <laughs> I
1: wonder why. I,
3: you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, it's that bad. It's Damn. that bad. The Chiefs have lost now their last five playoff games at home. Damn. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's, it's kind of bad, man. And that was one they 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 could have and probably should have won. won. Right,
1: right.
3: Yeah, but um, a t- a great, grinded out game. Um, like Tomlin said, for as Antonio Brown, it was foolish of him to do that, selfish and inconsiderate. Um, and the funny thing is, he he told him to, you know, be you, you absolutely right, man, because there was something else Tomlin was actually telling them to not be on social media,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he missed it, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, great win. Uh, they didn't play great, but they won, which is always great. And you're in the championship game, man. And at times throughout the season, it didn't look like you were going to even make the playoffs. So salute, salute to that brother. And hopefully Andy Reid, man, we, we're going to end this uh, losing streak you got going on, my brother.
1: I really didn't realize that Andy, <laughs> Andy Reid's streak was like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I I echo much of what you guys say, man. Um, I think, can you and B make some great points? I think it's, for Pittsburgh, it's very concerning because no, you can't, you cannot expect to beat the New England Patriots uh, by kicking field goals. That's just not going to happen. And we already know that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have, you know, two of the best players that they're positioned uh, in the NFL in um, Antonio Brown and uh, Le'Veon Bell, running back. Uh, so they're going to have to show up some things. I thought Kansas City. I think this game was there for the taking. I think they just. You know they made some mistakes and, and it cost them. Like you said, the holding, but it wasn't just a holding penalty. It was you know drop passes. It was the three and outs in the in the fourth quarter when Pittsburgh clearly wasn't doing anything offensively, and and yet Alex Smith could not rally the troops. Um, so Kansas City is another team that you know going into twenty seventeen is going to have to try to figure some things out. You know and figure out how they can take that you know step to the next level. Um, so and we'll see how it happen, how it plays out for them. Um, As for Pittsburgh, you know they definitely have their work cut out for them. Uh, What I will say about Antonio Brown, and and, and I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening understands what we're talking about, but for those who don't know, uh, Mike Tomlin, after the game, was making a uh, speech to the team, and while he was speaking to the team, Antonio Brown decided to log on to his own personal uh, Facebook account and go Facebook Live while uh, Mike Tomlin was speaking. The problem was was that Mike Tomlin was speaking to the team, and Antonio Brown clearly was not paying any lick of attention to him. And Mike Tomlin called the Patriots assholes, and that was heard on the on the video as well. Um, and so, you know, it's not a good look for Antonio Brown. It's not a good look for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is a distraction, if you will. Um, what I'll say about that is something that we've said, and I think this... And and I, I love Antonio Brown. I love him as a player. I think he's, you know, I think he's the best receiver in the game right now. I think one of the things that you have to be mindful of is that, and and, and I, I say this not just to Antonio Brown because I know you're listening, but to everybody mm. listening, uh, there's a time and a place for everything. And I think sometimes, and we're all on social, the three of us are heavily on social media. But some moments, man, just enjoy the moment for what it is. You know, don't. You know, don't miss a moment because you're trying to create one for people who aren't even there. You know what I mean? I mean, like, okay, like, like, and I can I'll use you an example. Like Ken was one of the few people that got a chance to see Prince in his last concert. There's no footage of that. But Ken has that memory of Prince in concert here in Atlanta right before he died. And, you know, and I think that that's dope that it, and it, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be something that he had to put on the Internet. Enjoy the moment for what it is. Antonio Brown, your coach is talking to you. You're getting ready to play in the AFC championship game. Now, I'm pretty sure Mike Tomlin didn't say anything different than he said in the previous 11 wins that you've had before this. That being said, enjoy the moment for what it is, man. I think a lot of times man, we get caught up in social media and we... We don't, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't allow, you know, ourselves to really, really enjoy what it is that we're going through because we're grabbing our phones, trying to create something for people who aren't there. If they're not there, they're not there. I mean, you know, there's a time and a place for that. Trust me, there's a time and a place for that. There's a reason why they don't allow reporters into the locker rooms because. You know, after a certain time, until so so they don't catch conversations like that. So they don't hear you calling Tom Brady a dumb mf. I mean, not that he said it, but you know, I mean, or calling Bill. I mean, because think about it like this, Cannon B. It could have been a lot worse. You know, what if Mike Tomlin right. said, "Man, we got to get ready for these cheating bastards." You know, we're gonna yep. play.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, you can't walk that back. You know what I mean? So that's the only thing I have to say to Antonio Brown, man, and anybody else listening, particularly those of you under the age of 30. Sometimes, man, just let the moment be the moment and enjoy the moment for what it is. FIFO, What's going on Playboy?
0: Yo, what they do?
1: Just, <clears throat> man, chilling, chilling, chilling. Just uh, joining us right now on the dead end sports podcast. Our boy FIFO, uh, one fourth of the mighty dead end sports crew. Uh, FIFO, we've been talking about uh, just kind of recapping. We recap the Falcons, uh, as well as the uh, – actually, we, we've recapped all three three of the four games. We haven't talked about Dallas in the package yet. Uh, before we move forward, man, let me go ahead and get your thoughts on da- on the Falcons winning uh, as well as uh, the Patriots over the Texans and the Steelers pulling the sixth field goal <laughs> win over the uh, Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Well, first off, I'm going to start with the Patriots and the Texans. I didn't watch that game because yeah. I didn't need to watch that game. Um, I, I already knew what was going to happen there. Um, it, it wasn't going to be suspenseful that you know this this was the biggest mismatch of the playoffs it that, that wasn't going to be fun so i skipped that game um starting off with the pittsburgh steelers six field goal game you know that that was very interesting because you know i picked the steelers to make it to the super bowl mm-hmm. and you can't do that against the patriots you know what i'm saying and and you're you're not gonna beat the Patriots kicking six field goals. That's that's just not what's gonna happen. So I'm a little nervous going into next uh into the next round for them because they need to be able to convert. They moved the ball. Um I, I think they looked good at times, but they gotta score points, man. Eighteen points is not gonna cut it in, in- in the NFL playoffs You you you, you got to be better than that You got to convert touchdowns They're lucky they were playing Kansas City I'll I just tell you like that <laughs> And Alex Smith Because Alex Smith is a good You know regular season quarterback But come on man This guy Is he really a franchise guy He's not a franchise guy I don't think he can win playoff games like that But Pittsburgh got to do better They got to do a lot better If they think they're going to beat the Patriots Now The last um, Atlanta Seattle This is exactly what I said. Go back last week and listen to what I said last week because it exactly applied. To beat Atlanta, you got to score 32 plus points. I had no confidence in Seattle scoring more than 25 and what they scored, 20 points. And on top of that, they were missing Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas is the, the. glue to that defense without him you don't have the eraser you don't have the guy that if you blew an assignment or you were playing too aggressive that he's got your back like he already knew that that's what was going to happen and he already erased the play Mm -hmm. like like you don't have that guy he's the most valuable player to that defense he makes that defense one unit he wasn't there i knew that was going to happen so it was no surprise there either no doubt. No doubt. You are listening to the dead end
1: sports podcast. Uh, I am your host 12 Kyle joined by my partners in crime. BZ430 uh, Ken and FIFO. We want to thank you for tuning in as you do each and every week. This is a weekly podcast. Make sure that you uh, like our podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. And most importantly, make sure that you share it Pass the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, now the final game from the, well, actually it was the, the, the first game on uh, Sunday uh, but the final game we we're going to talk about from the divisional round saw the Green Bay Packers uh edging out Dallas uh 34 to 31 in a thriller that came down to the wire. Uh Mason Crosby kicked a game-winning 50-yard field goal with no time remaining left on the clock. Um so let's start right there. FIFO, man. What did you take away from that game, man? Packers, Cowboys.
0: Again, go back to last week. Because exactly what I said was going to happen exactly happened. <laughs> you cannot bet against Aaron Rodgers right now. Not that guy. Not that guy. 36 seconds? 30, are you Are you serious? Look, man, this is Mr. Two Hail Mary guy in the mm-hmm. same damn game. You, like, 36 seconds, man. Look, n- if you give this guy five seconds, it might be too damn much time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the way he's playing right now. Aaron Rodgers is that guy. He is that guy. And you know what? I think he's a very close second in this MVP race, just, just based off of recent weeks and going into the playoffs. Obviously, what they went—they won six, seven in a row to finish off the season. But that game so suspenseful. That see, th- this is what the NFL wants. If they could have every week to have a game like that, mm-hmm. that's exactly what the NFL wants. This game was so good, and I'm glad that Ken does not run any NFL franchise. I'm so <laughs> glad. Because this, this guy talking about play Tony Romo. This, man, what are you talking about? I told you. Every every player, every professional player need to take that ass whooping at least one time. At least one time. You got Look, you learn more from your failures than you do your successes. I'm telling you, this was exactly what needed to happen for Dallas, to Dallas, for Dak, and for Ezekiel Elliott, man. Look, they needed this. They needed to taste this bitterness because the, the sky's the limit for those two guys. And now that they got losing out the way, let's go out there and let's, let's go win some games. Now, he still needs to develop that chemistry with with, with Dez. But come on, man. I, I'm not even going to talk about the Cowboys. I'm going to talk about that bad man Aaron Rodgers. He Look, man, it, he he's exactly like Brady. He's exactly like Drew Brees. The super elite guys. He doesn't have his number one guy. He makes Jerry Cook his number one guy. You see what I'm saying? Like he look, man. Aaron Rodgers is by far, by far, and it, it, it was close until this game. The best passer I've ever seen. It was him and Dan Marino. But he look, man. Aaron Rodgers. It, 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 there's no throw he can't make. There's there's not enough pressure. In the world for him to falter, man. This guy is pay him his money, make him the highest paid football player ever, and, and don't even make it close. That that's what needs to happen. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers,
3: yo, go, go ahead, Ken. Go ahead, Ken. Look, I, I, I'm I mean, I'm just look. You you got the same result as Romo. Like and, and the only thing man, that bro. happened was was that got playoff experience and that bitter defeat you know he learned that he can't come out and get down 21-3 you know but I felt so bad for the brother man because you know I, I what I didn't want was for the season to go to waste and really the only memorable thing they can look back on is that 11 game winning streak you know number one seed you became the number one seed off the strength of, of that 11-game winning streak, mm-hmm. and you go to the playoffs, and you lose a heartbreaker. I, I felt that they shouldn't have spiked the ball. Dak was ready to go be legendary, and he was marching down the field with no problems. Then they spiked the ball and wasted a down. I don't care if you run the ball Or what? You got to do something, but don't waste that down. Much like you, FIFA, once I saw 35 seconds, I was like, that's too much. That's too much time. And and when it was 12 seconds, I was like, Aaron Rodgers is going to roll to the right or left, and he's going to throw it deep. He may get a pass interference, and they're going to kick a field goal. I don't know what the defense coordinator was thinking, because they just fell for it. And I heard that Aaron Rodgers made that play up. In the huddle, wow! That wasn't even a design a, a design play. He he made that play up, which makes it even even crazier. Let's give that brother credit, man. He came back from a twenty one three deficit, and you you were right, FIFO, because I was like, put Romo in. <laughs> but as soon as I said it, while we were at the shoot, I was like, oh okay, it's twenty one ten. We we got a ball game to win the Super Bowl, and to beat Brady. If it's Brady, you need great quarterback play and you need a great offense. And um I think that if Rodgers goes, if Rodgers the guy as Fifo said, um and he's facing Brady, Brady as Fifo didn't say, uh it, we we will be in for one hell of a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, look, Dak, look, we can we can all see Dak is ready, man. Dak is ready to be one of the next best quarterbacks. Elite, we don't know, but we know he's in the top two tiers, you know what I'm saying, by, by his quarterback play just this year. Now, he has to obviously sustain consistency, right, because that's that's what puts you amongst the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. But nothing, nothing that I saw from his game lends me to think he can't continue to do what he's doing because he's not one of these these. And, you know, I'm a run all over the place type of quarterbacks. Like, he could run if he needs to, but he's primarily an in the pocket quarterback. And you can tell that he's been coached well. He'll dunk, he'll dink uh, and dunk if he needs to. He has enough arm to get it where he needs to, where it needs to be. He's also accurate enough. He's smart enough. So, yeah, man, like, I, I think that Dak is going to be around for a long time. And, like I said, I think it's good that he got the losing out the way, get the bitterness out the way because. Honestly, I think
2: the Cowboys will make the Super Bowl next year. Um, Ken, you made a point, man. If, 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 what you said about um, Rodgers and Brady kind of got me worried now. And the reason why I say that is because I'm worried that the NFL wants to see a Rodgers versus Brady mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Mm. I'm worried that... We might get some calls in favor for both of those guys going into this AFC and NFC championship game. You you when you said that, Ken, that just struck a light bulb right over my head. Like, wait a minute. Because you know, now all of a sudden we're seeing this Brady is the best quarterback right now. You know, like he's the best quarterback, or he's gonna go down as the best quarterback ever. But then you got Tom Brady on his other hand that they bringing up. So it's like, can you imagine if how many storylines the NFL would love if Brady and and Rodgers to meet up in the Super Bowl. So just on that point, Ken, you got me now. You got me worried about how this might all turn out and how the yeah. how the storylines is gonna play out. But um, yeah, I thought this was a great game, man. I, I thought the fact that you know Green Bay went up twenty one to three, you know, people thinking like, oh man, this game is over. You know, Cowboy fans is losing their mind. Like, man, I don't know if we can get back in it. But you have to give props to Dak Prescott for bringing those boys back in mm-hmm. it and fight. fighting. And almost and almost won a game, if not took it to overtime at the least. But they almost could have won that game. So you definitely, it definitely shows that the future is bright for Dak. I, it, it, Jerry Jones would be a fool to go back to um to Tony Romo because even even I told Ken at the Dead and Hip Hop shoot this past Sunday, I was like, I and I even though I didn't want this to happen, but I said if Dak go out there and stink it up. Like, and have like 150-yard passing and two interceptions or something like that, and mm-hmm. they get blown out, Tony Romo's coming back and starting next year. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that at that second half, they, the fact that he willed that team and got those boys right back into this game, let you, as a rookie, this is a rookie, you putting the team on your shoulders, y'all down 21-3 to in the NFC Divisional game, and you telling this young man, go out there and get us back in the game, and he go out there and fight. And got that team back in the game, in a position to win, and like I said, at least bring the game in overtime and still have a chance there. So on that, I thought, and I'm glad it ended up being a great game. I'm glad it wasn't, uh, oh man, because you know, like up here go blowout. Because that's one thing I can't stand in NFL playoffs is like blowout. So I'm, right, I'm right. glad we got a close game that came down. You know, Green Bay scored, that came right back and scored. Then you know, kicking the field goal. Then Dallas kicked the field goal. It's like Jesus Christ. So. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a definitely good game that had me on the edge of my seat. and Rodgers to show why he is freaking the man. You know what I'm saying? Like that throw going left, going across your body, <laughs> and get it pinpoint right. And then that was. A, I mean, let's give props to Cook. That was a hell of a way to catch that ball and, yes, and get get, feet down. And get, them, get them toes right there on the inbounds, right before your knee touched that out of bounds, man. So that was a that was also a hell of a catch by Cook and a hell of a throw. By Aaron Rodgers, so yeah, man. But yeah, Ken said that got me scared. Now I don't know how this damn how's these games gonna turn out. Not <laughs> NFL wants quote unquote a Brady and the, and the Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl. That's never happened before. So yeah, I, I can definitely. I'm worried that something like that might happen, man. But overall, man, great game. It was it was it was a great game. I enjoyed it. Well, wow. and then also too, man. Also. Dallas, Dallas fan man, people are crazy. People are weird and nuts. Running over your, your T V and, 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 and tearing your big
0: screen TV up. I, I mean too.
2: it was multiple videos. It wasn't just one. I I saw like at least four different videos where dudes was just tearing their TVs up because they were mad. Dude, it's not that it's not that serious. I mean, if you don't want the TV no more, just give it to me. Give it to me. It's like a big pretty nice size TV. <laughs> just hand it over to me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, just These fans, man, y'all some weirdos, man. Hey, man,
1: that's funny. That's funny as hell. Uh, I'll be the first to admit, man, I I am – anybody that knows me knows that, you know, I I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I wish them 0-16 every year. Um, And, you know, so seeing them be successful, uh, you know, really, really – hurt me you know to the core well i mean i ain't gonna say hurt me but i mean it, you know they, they were successful and I, nobody expected them to have this kind of season and you know what man fellas i've always said when i come on this podcast i'm going to leave the hate of hate push the hate aside be impartial and be a professional and you know for all the shows that we've ever done i've always been professional and i've never been petty until now hit the music Are y'all still them boys?
3: <laughs> Damn.
1: Kyle. Are you still them boys? That's what I want to know. <laughs> hey, man. To all the Cowboys fans out there, how does it feel? How, and you know what? <laughs> and this is to my personal friends who are Cowboys fans. And this is just me being a hater. I told listen to me now, believe me later on. I told y'all, I told you it was not going to end well. One of my best friends, one of my teammates from college, I, to- I saw him at homecoming this year. I said, "Hey, Le-. I said, hey man, y'all might be nine and one." I was like, "But it's not going to end well." Don't believe the hype because you know Dallas had they had a great season, man. But if you look at the level of competition, I mean, uh, granted, you can only play who's on this on your schedule, but they had the weakest schedule, and that's not to take anything away from Dak. That's not to take anything away from, from uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who will be the rookie of the year and should get some MVP consideration. It, it just it, it, it wasn't good. And, and, you know, I just wish that I could have seen the faces of all of my Cowboys friends who, when they saw Mason Crosby's kick go up, it looked like it was going to go left. but It, it really went, did. But it went right. i wish i could have seen it so yes if you're listening to this podcast you're like yo this dude is a hater you damn right i'm being a hater right now and i love it i love the fact that your season has ended i'm not being partial today i'm being petty murphy that's me today that is me i'm being petty and now in saying all of that i will leave you with this cowboys fans before we move on um I think I agree with people. This team is scary, and so my hate for Dallas is not will not wane. You know, you still haven't won a championship since 1996, uh, when Bill Clinton was in office, Tupac and was still alive, and so was Biggie. Um, that being said, this team could really win a Super Bowl. We really could win multiple Super Bowls if they can keep it together, if they can stay healthy, if they can stay focused. Um, I we talked about it on previous uh, podcasts where I thought that. The one thing that we had not seen all season was Dallas playing from, uh, from with a big lead and, you know, they were turning that defense loose or what have you. And I said before in a previous podcast that I would like to see them be behind and see what Prescott could do. And, you know, lo and behold, he showed us, man. I mean, down, you know, mm-hmm. 18 points. He rallied the troops, man. And, I'm, and, and, and I got to give, you know, all hate aside. Uh, I got to give him props, man. I, I thought that he he played exceptional. Um, I think Dallas just ran out of time. Man. I, you know, there's a lot of people you know saying, okay, well, you know, they shouldn't have spiked the ball, but they handled the two minute drill wrong. I mean, like for the most part, I think it was the the lack of experience and then the rust. Keep up. Keep in mind that every year, and, and we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Every year, there's one or two teams that loses that has a buy that loses in the first round of the playoffs because one, they haven't played and think about it, Dallas rested starters. And I think in their last game or something, so they really in theory, haven't had a, a meaningful game in over a month. It's hard to turn that switch on and off. And particularly with a young team. Um, but I thought Dez played exceptionally well. He looked healthy, you know, for a change and he did his thing. And, um, you know, Cowboys fans, I mean, all hating aside, you have nothing to be ashamed about. You had a great season. This is not the season that anybody would have predicted when Tony Romo blew his back out in the preseason. So to that, I will move my hate aside and salute y'all for a great season. But I still want to know if y'all still on boys. That's all I want to know. <laughs> As we move on, you're listening to the place where sports opinions collide. I am your petty host, (laughs) 12 Kyle, uh, joined by Ken Beasley and FIFO. Uh, Now let's move on. So this coming weekend, man, we have the the final four, if you will, the AFC and the NFC Championship Games. Uh, The first game up, it will be the the NFC Championship Game on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Kick time will be 3.05 Eastern Standard Time, kicking off right here in our hometown of Atlanta, GA, at the Georgia Dome. Um, so we got to do predictions, man. So FIFA, I'll start first with you, man. Who's going to win this game and
0: why? Um, Man, 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 man. Falcons Packers. Th- this one right here, man, I've been thinking about it. I- I've really been thinking about it. And the look, we have two, I think the top two quarterbacks this season playing against each other. We have an all time great offense versus an all time unstoppable quarterback right now. I think Aaron Rodgers' job is a little bit harder than Matt Ryan's job against the defense. I picked Green Bay to go to the Super Bowl. But the Falcons going to win it all, man. You
2: ain't going <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, to stick with your predictions, <laughs> man. Come on. I love it. You ain't going to stick with your predictions,
0: man. Hey, hey, the Falcons gonna win
2: it all, man. Oh, look, I, 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 I thought you, man, you you swore by your predictions all year, man. All you're year, gonna, all you're year. You gonna you gonna, gonna hold out and, and go against the grain? Look, man, look. I could only I could only <laughs> analyze
0: what my eyes tell
2: me. With my but you eyes- know what? Though? Hey, hey, you know what? People, I feel you because I, I was the same way with the Alabama and Clemson. I, my my eyes was like. That defense looked monstrous. I, you know, I don't know if Clemson can hold up. So that's why I, t- I switched minds at the last minute. So I feel you. I feel you. You,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like, look, man, when I watch these Falcons, to me, they're the most complete team left in the playoffs. And unlike Dallas, because I think Dallas was by far the most. Well, no, I'm not gonna say by far the most, but oh, offensively, I think they're the most complete team. I think they're even more complete than than uh, than Atlanta is. Atlanta, I think, has a little bit more weapons. But obviously, that old line in Dallas is super formidable. And we've gotten better, but we're not elite like that. But anyway, when I look at what our offense can do, right, and how far along our defense has come, it's hard for me to go against that. Now, like I said, I'm not, I don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers. The last time the Falcons gave up 30 points was to Green Bay, week eight. And they only won by a point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm expecting this game to be close. It's going to be within the field goal, and it's going to go down to the last second, and it's going to be a shootout. That's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a shootout. It's going. But I, I just think Atlanta's defense can make a play when they need to make a play. I got Atlanta winning the whole thing, man. Okay. 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 Rise up. Okay, bz four thirty. What about you, man?
2: Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the quote unquote what the NFL want, and that's Aaron Rodgers, man. Okay. I, 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 you know I know uh, Joy Nelson's probably on course to come back, but I think if he does come back, he's
1: not. weekend. they haven't officially ruled him out, but it, I I think they're just talking, just to be talking. I know. we yeah. about there's, I think Morgan Burnett is what their safety. I think I don't know if he's gonna play. He got hurt uh, against Dallas. I don't know if
2: he's uh, I don't know if he's gonna play this weekend either. No, I'm a, I'm I would just play man. I'm a, I'm gonna go with Atlanta. I think I think at home. I think, yeah, I'm gonna go to Atlanta. I think I think at home, mm, mm, man. Mm, They're gonna be mm. on. They're gonna be on one man. They 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 because they, they smell it now. They definitely smell it, and they, and you can definitely see like the look of hope on Matt Ryan's in them face as they know they're getting ready to play. They one game away from being a Bowl. So I'm going to go with Atlanta. I was just playing around with it. I mean, I do think, I mean, Ken do got me worried about, cause I'm, I'm worried that the NFL wants uh, Brady and Rogers. So I, I would not be surprised if Rogers get a lot of pass interference calls, <laughs> you know, uh, especially getting down in the cl- in the clutch moments of the game. Only, only unless Atlanta blow them out and blow it away and don't even give them a chance for the refs to make those type of calls. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Atlanta, man. I, I think they if they can if they can run the ball because Green Bay defense <laughs> looks so suspect, dude. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 Atlanta can do what they did against the Legion of Boom, granted, a lot of those guys was injured. Some of those guys was injured, but if they can do that, and we are we clearly know that Seattle's defense is better than Dallas and and um and or Green Bay if they would have to play one of those or one of those squads. Man, Julio Julio's gonna have a field day. They're gonna have to double him. Which means Gabriel gonna be one on one coverage, but then you got to worry about Coleman and then Freeman. And but I, I don't know, man. I think it's just too much. I, I don't think Green Bay defense is gonna withhold the the offensive firepower that that the Falcons is gonna bring upon them. I really don't. Wow,
3: um, I'm I'm shocked by what I've heard uh, <laughs> so far. You know, all I heard was this bad man this Aaron Rodgers, and I won't bet against him. And uh, here we are. Um, you know, I said earlier in the show that I had a sneaky suspicion the the Falcons uh, could go to the Super Bowl. Man, I even had a sneaky suspicion that they could probably win it all in a shootout against Brady or the Steelers. Um, but ah, this is so hard. I got. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Rodgers is on one right now, man. He is. He is. He's he on one. And, and, but yeah, how are you going to stop the Falcons? I, I just don't know how they're going to stop Matt Ryan. But uh, I, I think this is Rodgers' year, man. So I'm going with the Green Bay Packers, man. I'm, I'm going to switch it up a little bit because y'all, y'all kind of stole my thunder. So I'm going yeah. go with – yeah, y'all did. Y'all stole my thunder, man. Oh, get out of here! Y'all did. Hey, <laughs> hey y'all heard me early, early in the show, but there's—I have a sneaky suspicion it's still there. But what is it? Eight, nine in a row?
2: Mm-hmm. Right eight, now? I think it's eight in a row. Eight in a row.
3: Yeah, and, and for me, when when it when I when I was thinking about that, it really was with the scenario if the Cowboys won. If the Cowboys would have pulled their game off, I, I, Falcons all day. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, man, he, he's on one right now, man. And we all know, man, how it is when you get hot, man. And you, you just can't miss. That that boy hot right now. And, and that throw to win that game, I, I think this might be the year, man. I, I think this might be the year. So give me the Green Bay Packers.
1: Okay, okay. Um, I got to go with the boys, man. I, I, you know, when it comes to picking this stuff, I, I try to remove my fandom, you know, from from being – and, and try to be objective. Um, and I think – I think – I was at the, the, the Packers game against the Falcons uh, earlier this season, took my youngest son, Brandon, with me. And, you know, he really enjoyed it. I was sitting on pins and needles because I thought – <laughs> I knew damn well Aaron Rodgers coming back. Falcons ended up winning by one, uh, and Jordy Nelson played in that game. And I went back and looked at the stats, uh, and, and and both teams are. are it's kind of hard to compare that game, much like the Seattle game that uh, you know because that was a rematch as well, and and I, the Pittsburgh, uh, New England game is a rematch as well um, too. So, um, but I went back and looked at the stats, and the leading rusher for the Packers that day was Aaron Rodgers. He had six rushes for 60 yards. Uh, so, you know, and, and that to me speaks volumes about their running game. Now, again, that was before they had inserted uh, the new kid Montgomery in their running back. Um, and the guy, what's the guy's name that caught the the the, the, the tight end? The, no, the, the, the tight end that caught the pass uh, against Dallas. Jared um, Cook. Cook. He did not, if I'm not mistaken, he did not play in that game against the Falcons. Um, So, you know, so you really can't, you know, you really can't. And and I mentioned there's a couple of guys out uh, for the Packers as well as uh, the Falcons lost uh, Adrian Claiborne to a torn bicep against um, the Seahawks. Uh, That being said, I I like the Falcons. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think this is going to be Matt Ryan versus Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think in in order for the Falcons to win, they're going to have to get some type of pass rush on Rodgers uh, much like they did Russell Wilson. And, and last week, they I think they only sacked Wilson twice, but they harassed the hell out of him. I mean, like, he was running for his life a lot, and he ended up throwing a lot of passes away, and I think Seattle's receiving core is better than Green Bay's receiving core. Um, so I think, you know, the Falcons have an idea as to what they need to do. I think Green Bay, if they're going to do something, they're going to have to try to force Matt Ryan to turn the ball over if they're going to win. Um and much, and I agree totally with what BZ said. The, you know, Ezekiel Elliott ran over most teams, but it, the Falcons have two backs that both can give you 100 yards. I mean, like, and and, and are a threat yeah. to take it out, take it to the house at any given time, and they they can catch the ball out of the backfield. And I think that's the difference. And one of the reasons why I'm going with the Falcons, and, and I'm going to go with the Falcons all the way from this point because I think there's no defense that can can stop them. I think the defense that really could have stopped them is the defense that they just beat last weekend. Um and I think in previous years, even watching these Falcons, I think there was and, and FIFO famously said, you know, you never trust a, a team from Georgia. And and there's some credence to that because I think in years past, you know, even some of the teams even the teams that made it to the NFC championship game, like you would look at them and say, Yeah, but, you know, okay, they, they can score, but they can do this, but I mean, like if you shut this guy down, you can do this. I think I don't really know that you can say that about this Falcons team because we've seen games where even this, the last game when they played against green Bay, the leading receiver wasn't Julio Jones. It was Taylor Gabriel. So, you know, Ryan doesn't come into a game saying, okay, I got to throw the ball at Julio five times to get him going. Or I got to, we got to give Devontae Freeman, you know, 10 carries to get him going it's really whoever's open and whoever gets hot. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't have a clue as to how this defense is going to stop Aaron Rodgers. Uh, But, uh, but I, I, it's going to be, it's going to be a great man. It's going to be a shootout. Um, My homegirl she said she might have tickets. I had said before, I don't know if my heart could take it sitting in the stands watching that. I might just rather be at home in my feelings. Um, But who am I kidding? If I get tickets, I'm going. So, um, <laughs> he got of that. So, so, you know, so nevertheless, so yeah, so we're looking forward to it. So it should be a great game on this coming Sunday. Uh, then we flip it over to the AFC. This is, uh, what time is this, this one kicking off at six 40 Pittsburgh Steelers invade Foxborough. We already know that Antonio Brown has, has lit the fire to some degree. And who, who wins this one and why?
3: Uh, Steelers is going to win this game. Um, I think that the struggles they went through last weekend in, in, in the Chiefs, they're going to sew up. Um, they played against a tough defense. Uh, the Patriots defense is, is good. They defensively, they know what to expect in terms of, uh, what it's going to take to execute, what it's going to take to put the ball in the end zone and they'll be prepared. Um, I think they're going to play or hope they play and rally behind Antonio Brown and Tomlin and, uh, and and get this done. Now, look, let me say this, and I've seen all the numbers. They're not good when the Steelers play the Patriots. The Patriots pretty much own them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know uh, under what circumstances. I know the Steelers were in a transitional period defensively. I know that some of those games were not with – Big Ben, but
1: the the game early this season, Big Ben did not play.
3: Yeah. So the stats could be a a, a bit misleading. I also hear that Big Ben is not good on the road and always thought it was a myth, but it kind of looks like that is really a thing. So, and it's in Foxborough. So everything is, is kind of against them in this one. But again, man, it also kind of feels like this is that season for the Steelers. (laughs) Like every once in a while, man, they'll just – they'll hit that wild card, man, and they'll just go in and they'll just start winning games, and they'll win a game like last last weekend. And I think this could be that year. But more importantly, man, ain't no way in hell I'm picking Brady to go back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so even it. if I thought the Patriots w- w- was going to win this game, I wouldn't pick the asses anyway. I'm sorry for cursing. So I'm rolling with the Steelers, man, this family with a Steeler – family so you know I, I support the brother also so i'm damn sure not gonna pick the whitest team in the nfl no disrespect to all my my white brothers and sisters out there but i'm rolling with the brother man so give me the stillers all day give me that black and gold man
1: no doubt no doubt people what about you man how do you see this for shaping out
0: you know not, look,
1: man, I, I picked
0: Pittsburgh to make the Super Bowl. I'm not backing down off of that one.
2: Okay.
0: Um, I, I think Brady and Belichick, man, I think that's the greatest tandem ever, probably ever in NFL history in, t- in terms of a head coach and quarterback combo. And um, I just think Pittsburgh has too many weapons. I think the way that they were able to move the Rock against Kansas City, and I don't think that. New England has as good of a defense as Kansas City. The only difference is, is that Pittsburgh has to score points. Mm-hmm. I think they make that adjustment against New England, and I just think that they can score more than what New England can score right now. So I'm going with Pittsburgh, man. I'm going with Pittsburgh. You know, I, I'm, I'm going against those numbers, Ken, in terms of Ben Roethlisberger not playing well on the road. It is what it is. Oh. Uh, I know what my eyes tell me and, and, and I know the type of champion that Ben is uh, And I think that You're Like this is this is a moment for Ben You know what I'm saying Like Because out of all of the Super Bowl winners You know you got Bradshaw still coming at him You know sometimes people really question him Like yeah. this is going to be A really big stage And if you follow the Steelers And I like Big Ben big, I, I like Big Ben Roethlisberger You know and I think he's going to shine. I, I think he is going to outplay Tom Brady. It, obviously, it's a little bit easier when you got Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown mm-hmm. at your disposal. But I just think he's going to be able to outplay him this game. Uh, it's a big stage, like Ken mentioned, in Foxborough. Like, this this is, outside of the Super Bowl, this is the biggest stage that you could possibly want if you're a uh, Roethlisberger right now. So, I, I look, man. Ben is going to get it done. I, I think them boys put up almost 30 over there. Okay. Woo. Okay.
1: Okay. BZ430, you back with us. Uh, how do you see this one shaping out, man? The, the Pittsburgh Steelers going to Foxborough. How do you, how do you, how do you call this one?
2: Um, uh, going, I'm going with, with Coach Tomlin, man. I got, I got to go with Coach Tomlin, not the cheerleader, but Coach <laughs> Tomlin. I think, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, people said it perfect, man. I, I really think. Like this is like this is Ben that want to make he wants to put he wants to throw his hey y'all y'all forgot about me like everyone's talking about the Paytons and the Tom Brady's and stuff like Aaron Rodgers I think this is Ben Roethlisberger moment to be like uh don't forget about me and what better way to do it than to do it at Gillette Stadium and defeating Tom Brady on at his on his home Tom Brady and Bill Belichick on their home and in their home so it's like. I think this is. I think Bell and Antonio Brown gonna be they gonna be revved up for this game. I mean, I, I think they're gonna be ready to go out there and ball. I expect Bell to be to rush for damn near a little over a hundred yards. I hope Brown. I hope Antonio Brown be on his on his the same stuff he was on when he played against Miami Dolphins, where it was like I want I want these dudes. like I want payback. I want to get these guys, and he went out there and showed showed his ass. So I hope he does that again against the uh, Patriots, man. But I'm, I'm going with, I'm going with Pittsburgh Steelers, man. I, I think it's going to be, let's see. I think it's going to be 27, 21. That's what I'm calling it. that. That's going to be a score.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I think it's uh, I think this is going to, and, and to be honest, the, if we want to be real about it, the Patriots have struggled in recent years uh, in playoff games at home. They've dropped a few. So it's, it's not beyond the realm of, uh, you know, belief that Brady can win or that he's going to win at home. Um, you know, something that B touched on a little earlier, and I, I hadn't even thought about it until you guys mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, if the NFL had its druthers, they would prefer. I mean, and and to be honest, Super Bowl ticket sales fell off when the Cowboys got knocked out. So, uh, so the the NFL would have loved to have seen the Cowboys versus versus the Patriots. I mean, let's just,
2: also also too, Kyle, you got throwing that fa- this factor. The reason why is because heck, Dallas ain't number like two hours away from Houston. Exactly. So can you imagine all them folks just driving two hours down to Houston? To, exactly. to
1: a- cha-ching, cha-ching. I mean, it's, it's money in the bank. And I think it's, you know, if we want to be honest, the odd man in, in, the, in the group of four is Falcons. I mean, you're talking about... Uh, two story franchises in the NFL in the Steelers and the green Bay Packers. And then obviously I guess you could call them the team of the two thousands in the Patriots. Uh, and then you have the Falcons who, you know, really haven't done much uh, other than to, you know, mess up. <laughs> so it's uh so it's, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how it plays out if it comes down to calls, but I, I like the Steelers winning this game. I mean, I think, you know, they're going to have to score points. You you can't, you know, Brady is too good. Uh, you know, he's got those receivers. The New England defense does not scare me at all, so I know they don't scare Ben Roethlisberger, but I think the Steelers ultimately get it done and win by a field goal. But I think it's, I think both of these games are going to be great games, man. I think if we're lucky, I think we're in for much of what we saw uh, with Pittsburgh, excuse me, with Dallas and Green Bay. Um, so that wraps up the NFL talk. You are listening to the place where sports opinions collide. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This is Dead End Sports. I'm joined by my partners in crime, BZ430, FIFO, and Ken. Before we get out of here, we will hit you guys off with our, our final thoughts, um, close out the podcast. Once again, we want to thank you all for listening as you do each and every week. Make sure that you pass the word, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, Dead End Sports Weekly Podcast. Make sure that you listen and not just listen, but subscribe and pass the word. Uh, anybody want to start it off or you guys want me to start it off?
3: I, uh... Yeah, so apparently there was uh, a scuffle between uh, Ryder and Sienna, Sienna, Sienna uh, tonight. And like they were, they were bowing up and everything, but the, the part, the highlight of it all is at the end of the game. It, it, the coaches were getting into it. Uh, black coach and a white coach. I'm pointing out the race because it looked like the black coach was was mad at the, at the uh, white coach like he voted for Trump or something. That's the way he was trying to get at that boy. But uh, after the end of the game, the coach is actually walking off, <laughs> walking to the locker room, <laughs> handshaking, Nobody there. It was like he was, it, it was in a visible handshake. Wow. It is absolutely hilarious. And Petty is all get out. He's little, literally walking like he's shaking their hands and there's nobody there. They're, and the rest of the players have went to the locker room because, man, y- y'all got to see this, man. I'll I put it in the show notes, but that was funny. I, I just watched that. So you guys get a chance to see that. Check it out. I don't know what's going on with you know uh i i I like the intensity and everybody trying to fight and stuff but i think we need to come back to some sportsmanship too um at the end of the game man and just let's leave it on the court man but anyway
2: that's funny
1: no doubt no doubt bz430 you got a a final thought for us
2: yes um uh, as you guys know I do watch tennis but I only watch the the Grand Slams the Aussies the Wimbledon French mm-hmm. and the US and the Aussie Open has kicked off starting off the 2017 um year and I'm hoping Serena Williams can bring bring some greatness uh in this year's tennis season. Uh, she she won her match the day before yesterday. I think she played today. Um but yeah, she won her match the day before yesterday, you know, so that's a good start her and Beanie's actually won but I'm really looking for a swing. I want her to get that that twenty-third twenty second or twenty-third um uh Grand Slam major title. You know, I want her I want her to pass Steffi Groff and I want her to be the all time, you know, we we're witnessing one of the greatest athletes of all time, and I want her to continue to dominate in this up in this this season included. So I'm I'm happy to all these openers watching. This is the only time I'm locked in watching tennis is when the majors are going on. So there it is.
1: No
0: doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO? Final thought? Yeah, man. Uh, Dallas Cowboys fans, because I'm not one of you, but I do <laughs> recognize talent. Um, Y'all, y'all, y'all going to be all right. Y'all, y'all, y'all going to be all right. Uh, Mr. Jerry Jones, draft some defense. Mm. All, five out of the seven, eight rounds that you got draft, you don't need anything else offensively. You Draft defense Maybe find you a little quick Slot type receiver You know one of those guys that you can find Super later or as a free agent or something like that Draft defense Build a culture on that side of the ball You will build a dynasty like you once had But the Cowboys Are on the up and up I think they're going to make the Super Bowl next year Already here first already How about them Cowboys
1: (laughs) okay I'm gonna stop being petty cowboys fans. I know you I know you're sitting there listening mad and cussing I'm just like that man I'm sorry that wasn't even my final thought I just I just had to throw that in there um final thought man um you know we we watched the NFL and we watched college football and we saw some some great saw a great national championship final uh, I want to read you guys something that that came across uh, my timeline uh, I think it was earlier today um it was something that Bo Jackson the legendary the legend one of the greatest football players that that I've ever seen in my lifetime had to say, uh, he said, and I quote: "If I knew back then what I know now, I would have never played football. Never. I wish I'd known about those head injuries, but no one knew that. I'm, I'm getting. I'm also getting all these people saying nothing about concussions and head injuries. Let me tell you this: I speak on concussions because I've had a couple. I speak on CTE because I have a tendency to forget things like where I put my keys five minutes ago or what items I came to the grocery store to get." Uh, one time I got on the field, one time I got up off the field and came to the other sideline and actually sat on the wrong bench from a concussion. Uh, so people who have been giving him flack for the statement that he made about not playing football, Bo basically said, people shouldn't make these comments because, you know, because unless you know, unless you walked in their shoes, you have no idea. Um, and I'll end with this, man. We, we have to, when, when somebody like Bo Jackson says this, we have to keep in mind that this is a violent sport. And players of his era, no, they did not have all the technology. There was no such thing as concussion protocol. There was no such thing as, I mean, you got your bell rung, they gave you some smelling salts, and they sent you right back out if you came out of the game. Because sometimes you did not come out of the game. Um, and understand this, that, you know, as great as the game is, it comes at a cost. And everybody that signed up to play understands that. But some of the same players that we watch each and every Sunday, this will be them 20, 30 years down the line. So, you know, understand that, like Bo said, if you've never walked in their shoes, if you've never played the game, chill on your opinions. I mean, opinions like buttholes. Everybody got one. That's all I got to say. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for checking out another edition of Dead End Sports for BZ, for Kent, for FIFO. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace. We them boys.